Hi everyone and welcome to episode 188 of the Mighty Whites podcast. We uh, we didn't end up doing much for the group stage due to work and stuff, but it's very, very rare that this happens. But just once every now and then, we get the odd bit of like a journalism scoop. It's incredibly rare. But what I have managed to get hold of somehow is a copy of Gareth Southgate's team talk for today. Just remember to have fun out there today. And if you lose, I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. That is Gareth Southgate's team talk for today. Um, Do you think it'll work? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. He's not a commanding figure, is he? No. No, uh, as always, I'm joined by KC, and as we are throughout the World Cup, also Alex Benison. How are you doing, guys? Hungry, but, you know, apart from that. Hence why you're eating on stream, because we are professional. I, I mean... (laughs) As a as a little inside, me and Jack went to uh, went to watch Garth Town yesterday. Fantastic three two win over. I always get this mixed up. Is it Frickley Town or Frickley Athletic? Frickley Athletic. Okay, cool. Either way, they won, and I haven't eaten since then. So I thought you were very specifically. Sorry, no. I had a big bag of crisps at the pub shortly afterwards. Uh, no, I, that isn't listen, what I was going to say. I know what I said. <laughs> I know I said I was going to have a gigantic takeaway. And then by the time I got home, it turns out, actually, no, I was not hungry. Well, I'm not sure how that happened because you're always hungry. Um, no, I've changed. <laughs> seeing as we, we have very much stayed away from World Cup. Alex, have you managed to keep nourished? <laughs> <laughs> I've not eaten since the last podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How fat must you have been? <laughs> He's on a hunger strike until they let Qatar back in. <laughs> they just won't feed me. Yeah. I mean, I thought um, it was a harsh punishment that they kicked Senegal out for not sending someone for that media conference, so they put Qatar back in. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing you've... Obviously, KC has, because of the reference. Have you seen that today? All right. Uh, Senegal got in the shit for not sending anyone for media duties. So today they've sent the third choice keeper who hasn't played a game all season for anyone. Standard. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, even pl- it's not even played a game a minute for Ren, like, let alone yeah. Senegal. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mateus Click would be proud. Did he in, at any point tell England to fuck off home to their fish and chip country? Because <laughs> we know that Ron. I've got a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a. It's what we'll say is as much as it's awful that it's in Qatar and stuff like that. That was a really good group stage. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I can't remember if it was you that shared it now, Jack. But I did see someone with the uh, the superintendent charmers of Qatar. You're a strange country, but you host a good group stage. Yeah, that was nice. I like that. Well, it's that's just... actually when they had um, I was going to make an awful joke there, I won't make it, but I was going to compare something really serious and just say Aurora Borealis. Oh. <laughs> 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 I won't, that's that's me. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll quickly go through the groups, even though and there is obviously the last 16 games from yesterday, but group A, 
uh, Netherlands and Senegal through. Obviously, we're playing Senegal later. Ecuador and Qatar go out. I do. I suppose it was really who gets through out of Senegal and Ecuador, wasn't it? And it was fairly tight in the end. But I think Senegal definitely looked the better of the two sides in the games I saw. Uh, the the game that uh, Ecuador played against Qatar that looked pretty decent, pretty comfortable. But then again, so did most teams. But um, I don't know that it did come down to that deciding game. It was going to be ninety minutes of football between those two, and whoever wins goes through. And in the end, yeah, obviously everyone kind of tips Senegal to go out because Mane and his injury. But I forgot how many decent players they had actually dotted around the pitch. Obviously, defensively, they're quite sound. I forgot about Idrissa Garnagay in the middle, who's mm. a decent midfielder. And then up top, I forgot about Ismail Sarr. So they have got some good qualities all the way dotted through that team. But I do think on paper, Ecuador will probably be disappointed to, to not have at least maybe got a draw and just gone through on goal difference. Mm. Yeah, the uh, the midfield for Senegal, it isn't just gay. I'd I'd forgot that uh, like uh, Nampal is Mendy from Leicester. He's Senegalese as well, and that uh, that's Sis. Uh, they've got like two or three Cisses, but they've got that Sis as well, and he looks pretty good from the games I've seen as well. Uh, so yeah, obviously we'll talk more about Senegal before we talk about the England game, but that Ecuador obviously that takes out one of my preseason predictions. Pre-season, yep, that's, we'll stick with it, pre-season. <laughs> uh, because I had a my overachieving player to be Gonzalo Plata, who did. He didn't look bad, but he didn't do well. <laughs> so that one's out. Um, then on to England's group. The exact order that we expected, England, then USA, and then Iran, then Wales. I thought Wales would have would have come above Iran but um, then yeah so I, think, I think the two going through the two going through is it was pretty much I think everyone had that put down yeah yeah I, I mean I did, I did find I, I know when you look at the squad that, that you know Wales' best players are obviously you know mid-30s but I, I did think Wales were Dis- more disappointing than than I thought there would have been. The outside of that second half against the USA, the bear, you know, they did very little of note in in those three games. Otherwise, that you know, they barely laid a glove on England. Iran just absolutely dominated them in that second half of that game. Um, so yeah. Good way to, to finish off uh, Gareth Bale's World Cup career. Yeah. Uh, do you think Bale will bother with this last season at LA? Or do you think he'll just retire? Already completed it, mate. <laughs> I, th- I think it might be like just after World Cup final, we find out he's just done full stop. Uh, the most annoying team to go through for me uh, in Group C, Argentina and Poland get through, Mexico and Saudi Arabia go out. Based on Poland's performances, I'm I'm not, I have no idea how they've managed to get through. I thought they looked terrible. No, there was there was so little fight in that Poland team at the end of that Argentina game, and then obviously when word got out that um, 
you know, if they if they conceded another goal or was it just one yellow card they had to one more yellow card they had to pick up or was it two? I can't it, remember. But I think it got to one. They needed three and then Krikoviak and someone else got booked. Yeah. So you so you had this really timid performance and, and that was that was one of the points where I thought Argentina were actually a little bit disappointed because I thought they really could have sort of hammered home Poland at that point because I don't think they were defending particularly well. No, um, well, they only Argentina only bothered attacking once, and it mm. ended up with a shot getting cleared off the line. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's there's only been two players that have really stood out for me for that for Poland, and one is that Zielinski through the middle, who's a decent player, plays for Napoli, obviously. He's, going to be one of their top players. And I think Milik up top's kind of outshone Lewandowski this tournament. He seems to have a bit more fight about him and he's it looks as if he's trying. That that was that's what was so disappointing about that I, I mean, you know, I expect him to get beat by Argentina. That's fine. But I thought that performance was bloody awful. And going into it, I did not care at all which one of Poland or Mexico got through. And the longer that game went on, because I was watching the Argentina Poland game with dad. And I was just watching it going, come on, Mexico, score again. Because I, I ju- by the end of it, I just really wanted them to go out because I just thought the performance was so poor. Ended up switching, getting me, saying to my dad, no, put the Mexico game on. It'll be may- way better than this. <laughs> um, so Saudi Arabia beat Argentina and still come bottom. <laughs> Which is impressive. Yeah. Um, they, they were quite, they, they were interesting to watch. It was, you know, I suppose... For their story, it was it was quite nice that they they ended the tournament with a goal against Mexico because ultimately it didn't change anything that goal either. No, it literally uh, changed nothing because Mexico, if they'd have scored, would have gone through on goals scored at that point. Yeah, going from two nil to two one literally changed nothing. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I think obviously when that when that result happened, that was was that day three of the tournament. I think when when Saudi Arabia pulled that off, uh, yeah, uh, it was. It, it it will have been day three because day one only had one match. And, and I think was, was it the first? Was it not the first game on the Monday or the Tuesday? One of I can't remember. I can't remember. In my head, it was the Tuesday because yeah, because uh, you'll have on the because we played on the second day. So it yeah. been the, the yeah, other it was game. Gr- it was Group A and B on the Monday on the first two days, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, a fantastic result, and I think it's the closest you can sort of link it to is, is USA beating England at, at Belo Horizonte in terms of upsets. Yeah, the, the, the statistics had it as number one, didn't they? Uh, last mm. thing to talk about with this group, I suppose, is um, Messi so far in the tournament. Once he got f- three goals and an assist, and I don't think he's hit. Well, I was going to say I don't think he's hit top gear. He was very good against um, against Australia. I'd say he's I'd say, I'd say he's been solid. Like he yeah. he has been good, but not excellent, which is an odd thing to say given the numbers. But uh, but I think you'd probably say the same about Argentina generally. Yeah. Like they've been good they... without really exceeding that. Yeah, they have another gear that they can go into, as does Messi. Um, we saw a little bit of it in the last 16 time, but if he's at his age he probably, and playing every few days, he's not going to be throwing everything into every game because he will knacker himself out. Whereas if they manage to get to save, a, if they're, in, they're already in the quarters, if he's still got the energy to really go for it the last three, 
they could be serious danger for everyone. Um, group D, uh, probably the first, the first proper upset for getting through. Uh, France and Australia go through. Tunisia and Denmark out. Uh, I suppose the big th- one Australia getting through is a shock, but two Denmark only getting one point. Nah, but Turkey. Well, that is one th- that was all over Twitter, and I was quite glad that we did say that on the predictions one, didn't we? That they could be this year's. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, I, I don't know what... Obviously, yeah, off the back of the Euros, they, they did look a good side in the Euros and probably were quite unlucky to, to fall short against us in that uh, <clears throat> semi-final. But it's, it's, again, going forward, they're not blessed with quality in the, in the front line. Damsgaard, who was probably their shining light from the Euros, being their new youngster and looking like he was going to come through, has had an injury-ridden season, barely played for Brentford. And then at the back, again, other than Joachim Anderson, who didn't look anything like himself at this tournament, again, it's quite an ageing back line. uh, I think most of the players have come into this tournament for Denmark not on form, and that's shown. Yeah, I think one of the things that got people's hopes up for them, obviously it wasn't the toughest group in the world, but the one nine of the ten qualifiers with like a plus twenty seven goal difference. They were they scored a lot of goals in qualifying, so I don't think people were as worried about the front line. Because mm. they just thought they seem to play well together, so it'll be okay. Um Australia getting through though, I was really pleased for them. And the scenes in like Melbourne at three o'clock in the morning look pretty good. I've seen um because obviously they they played last night as well and I think someone uh, sent out a picture of basically like a full stadium where they'd put big screens on the pitch and they just sold out a stadium to watch the game at six in the morning. Mm. Like it's it's been it's fantastic for them because I think as we've, as we've said before you look at you look at that squad and when you when your sort of talisman there is is Aramoy, you know the, there's the they don't have sort of the star players that they that, that they have previously had. Um well they don't have a they didn't have a single player in the squad that plays in one of the quote unquote big five leagues. Yeah, like Aramoy is at Celtic, having yeah. had a year in China where he didn't play. Um, yeah, and having a J two league striker. Yeah, that Mitchell Duke, not even yeah, the second tier of Japan. It's uh so yeah, I think it is it is quite an achievement, uh, you know, given where they are now. Because it's it's one of those things that I'd, I'd, I'd probably noticed that, you know, that they're not as good as they used to be. But I think the their first their win in this, no, their first win in this was their first win since two thousand ten. I think it was either two thousand ten yeah. or two thousand six. I'm pretty sure it's two thousand ten. Um. You know, it's it's a long it's a long time to go without a, a World Cup win when you've when you've previously had you know solid entrances into the tournament. Um, although it's not at a World Cup, I was just thinking about the one player that really stood that stood out, and that's that Harry Sutar at the back, uh, who plays for Stoke. Obviously, he's had loans all over because he had he's had a couple of really bad injuries, and he literally came back from injury a couple of weeks, didn't he, before the tournament, so, having been out for a year. 
John Zutar's <clears throat> Australian brother. Yeah, that's the thing I was going to bring up that I just it only just occurred to me. Hang on, doesn't his didn't his brother play for Scotland? Yep. <laughs> and I just looked it up, and Harry Suter is from Aberdeen, just like it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's he's been absolutely fantastic. He's the sort of defender you can get behind because he's 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 very physical, very dominant, gets in the way of absolutely everything. Um, I, I I imagine he's sort of of that Pontus Janssen mold of uh, you throw a brick at him, so on and yeah. so forth. Um, well, it's from yeah. Aberdeen, not Glasgow, so it will just head it back rather than picking it up and hitting someone with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's a because he was another one that was a bit of an FM Wonder Kid, wasn't he? At one point, they thought he was going to be absolutely shit up, and then the injuries have sort of. Well, I was oh, going to say curtailed him. Was that not John? No, John. John was good as well, but I think Harry was because it was the one that was at Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I was glad to see Australia get through. Obviously, but then they got beat 2-1 by Argentina last night, which we may as well just quickly talk about. Argentina were comfortably the better side, but just for a moment, I thought they were going to do it. That that Lissandro Martinez tackle. Yeah, after the... Because uh, that would have been one of goals at tournament. That was an amazing run to get yeah. into... Uh, I was dying for him to score that. It had been it had been brilliant, especially after the first goal with the shot that's going ten yards off target and just takes a massive deflection. Yeah, did they, those last ten minutes? They, they were a completely reinvigorated team as well, Australia, because they they hadn't really laid a glove on Argentina the whole time, and then they just, they, they just got a second wind out of it and turned it into a game for the last. I want to say last 10 minutes, but then there were six minutes added on, so you got a quarter of an hour out of it. Yeah. But no, like if you'd have offered Australia last 16, like of course they would have taken it. They were, uh, it's a really good performance from them. Um, group E, Japan and Spain go through. Japan is group winners. Alex gets a winning, a winning, as we are now called it, pre season prediction for overachiever with Japan. Get, and we literally put in brackets if they get out of the group. They got out of the group as group winners, having lost to Costa Rica. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, Germany and Costa Rica go out, but for three glorious minutes, for three <laughs> glorious minutes, it was Japan, then Costa Rica, with Spain and Germany out. And God, I wanted that to happen nearly as much as I wanted England to get through. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really want to talk about this group. No, because I, right, I, if I look if I look right next to it, uh, ju- just uh, to slightly to the left and slightly up on the sheet of paper, we have a prediction from KC that the winner of the tournament <laughs> will be Germany. And that the team with the most goals in the entire competition will be Germany. Now, I'm willing to not mock you for that one, because which team had the highest XG in the group stage out of all 32? Germany <laughs> by a mile. <laughs> so that one, even though they went out, I'm willing to say it wasn't a terrible one. However, if you pick a team to win it and they go out in the group stages, it's a bad prediction. Yeah. Alex, well, do you want to just wax lyrical about Japan for a bit? Oh, I fucking love Japan. <laughs> fucking amazing. Great people. Clean the stadium after every game. Top the group. Lovely, lovely set of fans. Lovely team. Can, can, uh, yeah. You can't say more than that. But if you watch the video of the fans backwards, 
and they're littering the stadium. Terrible people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, I'd, like, obviously, it's, it's uh, Japan's national side. Every time you watch them, they are high-intensity, high-work rate. They're going to get up and down the pitch. The substitutions that they bring on, on the wings, either way, like that Doan that they've got that I think plays for Earth Berlin, um, even in his uh, sub appearances. Uh, Freiburg, I think it is. Freiburg. One of the German sides, because most <laughs> of them play in Germany. Um, their wingers seem to be really, really crucial to them. That Ito that plays for standardly Asian Belgium looks to be a really, really decent player. Quick, physical. And that Celtic striker as well. Um, uh, De- uh, Maeda. Yeah, he, he's been quality all this tournament. Like they've, they've just been quite solid. Obviously, defensively, they're not as solid as, as teams that have got through into this knockout stage. But work rate rise, they are going to push some teams and might come up with a few more shocks on the way. Yeah, I've really enjoyed watching them. I think they're really good to watch. Somehow, obviously, there are two games where they've scored two goals in the space of a few minutes where they were kind of hanging on before it and they were hanging on after. But they weren't, like, sitting on the edge of the box trying to shit out a win. They were getting outplayed, and during that period, they defended as well as they could. And when they got a chance, they played good football to score goals. They are such a good side. And you mentioned the substitutions. So far, he's been the best coach in the tournament. In terms of, actually, his decisions making a difference. He's been excellent. And, you know, they've got a few, like... That Nagatomo, I'd forgotten, was still going, to be honest, because he was at Inter forever, wasn't he? Yeah, I I think he ended... The last I remember, I think he was playing Fenerbahce or Galatasaray, one of the Turkish teams, but I imagine he's back in J-League now. Uh, he is. He's 36 now. But, yeah, he's been... He's still looking pretty good. Obviously, you mentioned Maeda. That Kubo on the wing has looked like... I mean, they, they were thinking he was going to be messy when he was a kid, weren't they? But he's... Uh, he looks really good. Obviously, we've got that uh, Kamada from Brighton, who's excellent. Uh, I just think that they're a really, really good side to watch. And I'm fully on board with your thing of I just want them to beat everyone now, I want, other than <laughs> us, basically. <laughs> well, they're not on, the problem is now they're not on our side. I have got them going through second, but because they've gone through top, they've gone <laughs> onto the wrong side of the tournament tree. Theirs is their uh, knockout game is probably the most open of of any of the draw for for this uh, round of sixteen in terms of the opposition. Where I like, genuinely most, fancy them. I, I I think I probably do, but uh, you know, you look at most of the draw, and I think you'd probably look at most games and think there is a clear winner to come out of this. That there is a favourite and. There's a clear favourite in most of the games, whereas that one I think is a, a, a little harder to to predict. Like I think most of the other games, if for example, if you look at France Poland, if Poland get through, it's an upset. If you you know, I think most of the other sides there would be an upset. Whereas I don't think there's an upset if if either Japan or Croatia go through. But uh, Croatia will be fair. Fairly strong favourites with the bookies, but they'll be the least 
strong favourite, I think. Uh, maybe, maybe also Portugal, Switzerland. I think is the same. I, uh, I think that that'll be another one. Obviously, Portugal will be favourites, but there won't be miles odds on. Whereas the other games all had a big odds on player. But yeah, uh, yeah, well done, Alex. Good prediction. <laughs> can't can't say fairer than that, really. Um, Group F. Morocco and Croatia go through. Belgium and Canada go out. Canada get zero points. Casey, uh, who was your overachiever again? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not gone well, this. That would be Canada. <laughs> uh, yeah, zero points. But to be honest, I think they were better than that. Uh, like, they should have beat Belgium in the first game, but with a better side against Belgium. Yeah, that obviously that was the opening, wasn't it? And then they yeah. missed, missed a penalty, created plenty of chances, and then got undone by a long ball by mm. a very poor Belgium team. Like, yeah. We'll, um, we'll talk about them first, actually. How shit were Belgium? <laughs> I mean, my, my prediction of Lukaku to be top scorer is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, again, I had Harry Kane here, and he's yet to score in this tournament. It, you know, it, if he gets a hat trick today, it's all back on. But yeah. um, at least he's still in it. Yeah. Uh, also, KC, I've just, I've only just noticed this. Most assists at the tournament, Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, Christ! <laughs> <laughs> this has not gone well. Please wait, don't, uh, please don't mention who oh, I thought was going to be my uh, player of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh God, yeah. I Something of a long that. shot here. Casey's player of the tournament was Yuri Tielemans. Didn't didn't you also say uh, Croatia to go out in the group stage? Uh, uh, listen, I stick by that. Went... They they were not good. Uh, I, I'm yeah, saying I'm... now Croatia have not played well. Yeah, I'm a. Uh... I don't think you I... because they've got through. You probably couldn't say that they're a flop. But they haven't been particularly good. I don't that that isn't in the league of his other bad predictions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Belgium, a to- one tournament too many for like four different players. I think it's a tournament too many for that manager. Well, he's gone now. Well, he moved out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what a cliff. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I've always thought if you've got. A, if you've got a talent pool like that, and, and this probably should have been done around 2016, why is Roberto Martinez the man you think that's the man to lead that group of players? Like, what's he done? Like, I don't know, ta- like tactically, he's, he's fine, he's, but... He won the FA Cup. Like, grand. <laughs> he flukes his way to an FA Cup. Like, you are, leading, a, you are leading... A generation of world-class players, and you think Martinez? Like you're telling me they couldn't, in all that time, have found someone who would look at a team that had Hazard, De Bruyne, Lukaku, and just think, "Oh yeah, I'll take this job." Yeah. But no, Martinez. Who should we get as his number two? Thierry Henry. How, what's he done in management? Well, nothing yet. He's going to give it a go. Oh, it's not gone well. Get him back. Yeah, um, they were so poor, Belgium. Like they, I think they genuinely deserve to come bottom of this group. I think they're lucky to get third. Um, Croatia were fine, but not great. But Morocco looked pretty good. And uh, 
I know that he probably isn't an unknown player. Like, I'm sure that there were people who have talked about him before, but that's Sophie and Amrabat that plays in their midfield. Who, you know, he isn't a nobody. He plays for Fiorentina when he's 26, so he's probably been going a while. But I didn't know anything about him, and I think he looks a really good player. Well, apparently before this tournament, he's been linked with a move to Spurs in January. And, I mean, this tournament's not hurt that chance. No, I think there's a very good... Uh, to be honest, if Fiorentina were smart, this is probably the time to sell him. Because as much as scouting has got better than it used to be, and it's not like after the 2002 World Cup where everyone could just sell a Senegalese player for a shitload of money. Uh it will add, what, five, ten million to his price tag. Just having a good World Cup. I don't know, yeah. which, uh, which Premier League team do you think is going to be linked with the most World Cup players in January? Because I'm putting a shout out for West Ham here. Leicester. Yeah, Leicester need players. Yeah. But they ain't got any money. <laughs> ah, fuck. I mean, to be honest, what he'll actually be is uh, Liverpool because that gets the most clicks and then Man United. Basically, yeah, then the top six. Point. Then the top six, then us. <laughs> then, yeah, then some leads and then... Because well, again, like I was reading today about Liverpool looking to launch a bid for, for Jude Bellingham, which I imagine would be at the end of the season. Yeah. And someone just pointed out, like, four or five years ago, they'd have got, uh, they'd have got him for Musa instead. Save the money, get someone in who you can still develop. Um, but yeah, just blow a load of money instead on one the, player. The, yeah, but I don't think blowing a load of money. If you're going to blow a load of money on I'm, someone, oh, I think Bellingham's, I'm not saying, I'm not Bellingham's probably the best money, bet. But, but <laughs> if you, yeah. this, I think it'll stop the net spend conversations anyway with the Bellingham transfer. Yeah. Um, so Group G. Uh, Brazil and Switzerland go through, which is... I suppose people were were wondering if Serbia had the firepower, so there was a chance of others going through. Brazil were pretty much definite. Cameroon and Serbia are out. Based on what I've seen, I think that, I think that was fair enough. I think Switzerland did look like the second-best team in that group, but uh, Cameroon got a nice win over Brazil on the last day. I, in our predictions, I, I went for a draw in that because I knew Brazil addressed players, but I didn't go far enough that way. Hmm. I know Richarlison scored that that overhead uh, in the opening game when we were out, but Abubakar's little stop and chip might go down as the goal of the tournament. I definitely preferred that one. It's the height, it's the height it gets, isn't it? It's fantastic. Yeah. Like it's not just a little dink over the goalkeeper; yeah. it's a full-on scoop it over. I, yeah, think, I that, think I said to you before, it's, um, it, it's closer range, which actually makes it more difficult. But it's very similar to. Um, Karol Poborski in your 96 when he does that, when he just digs it out. Yeah, that was I the key it, difference. It, it didn't chip him. Yeah, I think when I was, um, I think, I think when you watch it, and you see it bounce. There's, there's half of you just going, "Shit, this is gonna come off the bar." Like it, it gets that much height on the bounce. It's it's impressive. But yeah, really good goal. Yeah, um, Switzerland, Switzerland, Serbia. The last game was a weird one. Obviously, there's a lot of um, Albanian ethnicity in the Switzerland side and Albania, Serbia. Let's say they don't get on. Uh, so there was a lot. It was a lot of bad blood in there and stuff. But Switzerland's main thing is that they don't concede many goals. Like they're a really solid team. 
So for it to be so open and be free too early in the second half, I was really surprised at that sort of game. I think I went for nil-nil. Like, I really did not see that coming. And then at 3-2, Switzerland had one more chance. It didn't go in and went, ah, we'll start playing like ourselves now. And we'll start playing defensively. And I don't think Serbia had a shot on target for the last 40 minutes. Which is why I could see Switzerland having a run. Like, I wouldn't be at all shocked if they beat Portugal. And once you're in the last eight, you never know. The, th- the, th- the problem with that, if if Serbia had managed to nick what... Uh gone through in this game after everything kicked off. Half of the Serbian side, I'm pretty sure, were suspended for the next game because they all just got yellow cards. So they would have struggled going forward afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, because this was the first game where they played Vlajevic and Mitrovic, wasn't it? The final one. Yeah, and then took took him off when it were like 2-2. Yeah. Um, but Brazil, although they lost the last game where they didn't do it, Brazil looked pretty comfortable in all the games. Even though they, they didn't win them that easily, they just looked good. So they have scored three mm. in those games, which you look at that attacking lineup mm. and, and the depth they have. Because um, I still think the Cameroon result will be disappointing given the talent that they were still able to put out when you're playing Jesus, Martinelli, sort of players well, of that quality. It's a shame for Jesus now. It looks like he's out for a month. He injured his knee, didn't he? So, I mean, that's his tournament done at least. Yeah. Arsenal will just be holding it's Arsenal these. season done. <laughs> yeah. And then fi- final group, Group H. Uh, Portugal go through as group winners. Um, I'm just checking. Jack, Portugal for flop team. Lose. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was a bad prediction, although I still don't think we're any good. Uh, and South Korea go through thanks to the late winner from Hwang Hee Chan. Uruguay and Ghana go out. And you know that a country really hates another country when the Ghana fans were celebrating like mad. Even though they'd got beat by Uruguay and they were out, Uruguay didn't get through. And that was enough, to be honest. <laughs> so I, long uh, as they don't go through, the Schadenfreude is enough. I... Uh... <laughs> I just have a, have a bit of literature here. Um, proud to be Uruguayan, even though they do not respect us. Also, <laughs> just from to El Suarez my, there. <laughs> my overachieving team was I said Uruguay would get to the last eight. They're out. Uh... I, uh, the second that full-time whistle blew, I let out the biggest laugh. Uh, Luis Suarez's little face. I could have licked the tears off his face. <laughs> uh, right, obviously. What a prick. I'm so glad they're out. Yeah. And I know was... that's harsh on the rest of them. Because Cavani's. I, I quite like him, apart from his Man United. Point so of sure. order. It's not harsh on the rest of them. Did you see the way they acted after the game? Well, yeah, sort of let themselves down there. Him, Jimenez is um, in big trouble. Is that the one that shoved the linesman? He's the one who elbowed the FA official. Oh, right. I haven't seen that. I said a couple of them pushed the pushed officials and stuff. Like you were saying, if Serbia got through, they'd all be suspended. Obviously, it only happened because Uruguay didn't get through. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there there might be ten players get five six game bans. For well. 
the rumour is that it looks like Jimenez might be facing a 15-match ban because it's an elbow to the back of the head whilst he's not looking. Jesus Christ. I mean, that, yeah, it should be a massive one. But, yeah, I think that, like, Uruguay, they've got a good side on paper. I thought they'd be better than they were. I wanted Ghana to win. They didn't. Suarez rolled the clock back by about eight years and played really well. But I just, when South Korea scored and it cut to Suarez on the bench crying his eyes out, I can't pretend that I didn't find that funny because I did. <laughs> uh, like Luis Suarez is one... bastard. Luis Suarez is, has been an unbelievably good footballer who I've enjoyed watching, but he is an arsehole in yeah. many, many ways. There's so many different ways that he's an arsehole. Uh, so just, I was very glad like, to see it. Just wait till Liverpool until uh, the Premier League restarts and Liverpool players are wearing t-shirts for him. <laughs> <laughs> It's no um, fair. No, fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, that was the group stage. There was, you know, it was it was it was a really good group stage. I thought that the uh, like the end of Group C with the Poland and Mexico stuff in different games was brilliant. Obviously, the J- Japan, Spain, Germany, Costa Rica group was a fantastic set of last games. Serbia, Switzerland was really good for the same reasons. Both Uruguay, Ghana and South Korea, Portugal were really good because of it. So it's nice that uh, FIFA are going to bin off these four-team groups where they play the last game at the same time and have three-team groups instead and completely ruin it. Yeah. Giving the people what they want, eh? Yeah, it's just shite. Um, we did briefly... T- we talked about the last 16, obviously. Netherlands not USA out 3-1, Argentina beating Australia 2-1. I think that we've we've talked enough about Argentina, but I I do I was a little bit disappointed with USA performance because I I I thought that they had a pretty good chance in this game and in the end Netherlands were just comfortably better than them, but I think I'm a bit disappointed in USA because I didn't think they offered enough going forward, but I do think Netherlands just the midfield performance looked really good. They just couldn't they were, they were just too good for them basically. It's, it's weird because on paper, like if you look at their front, front three that they've been starting in games, on paper it looks like they're playing their worst front three from the start. And obviously we don't see what happens in training. A manager picks on form in training and things like that. But like Giovanni Reina, not, not starting. Obviously you've got Bias Aronson not starting and not playing for USA. Well, coming off the bench. It, it seems like there's players that are out there playing in better leagues that are not getting the start in the US national team. Yeah, apparently the Rainer thing's an injury thing and he, he's, he's only just getting back to fitness. They clearly never settled on that right-wing position either because Sargent played there, um, Hadji Wright played there, um, and typically when they, made cha- when they made substitutions, it was the right-wing position that was... That was a substitution that was yeah. made. So right wing moved a lot, and the the actual centre forward changed a lot as well. Yeah, so I, I don't think they ever quite got it as settled as as they like. But um, I, I think everyone said it that come the next World Cup, given they are already qualified for it, um, you know, most of that team will be hitting twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight years old. The, the well, problem is. Centre back wise, well, Tim yeah. Reed and Walker Zimmerman are not 
probably not going to be around for the next World Cup to be playing in the national side. Uh, Tim Ream definitely won't because he's 35, but Walker Zimmerman's only 29. So he might be. Yeah, there's certainly areas that they, they do need they do need the extra, you know, a bit more talent, but, um, you know, I, I think, I think for the most part, there's a, there's a lot of promise still with that U S team. Um, you know, when you look at players like McKinney, Dest, um, you know, there's all these I players. That... I must admit from what I've seen, I don't think Serginio Dest is any good. <laughs> I, I, I think he needs an end product. He's like a Hadi Sacco of a right back. Like I think he's got <laughs> he's all. Like the, I think he's got all the energy in the world. I think it's. I, I've always found, and, and this this is kind of from my, from my experience of, of actually getting to watch the MLS as well. That there is a lot more emphasis placed on the athleticism there than tactical understanding of roles and things like that. So um, if you are quick, you will be preferred to someone who understands how to play that role better. Um, say all I'm hearing is bin off Greg Berhalter and get Bielsa for four years. That's all I'm hearing. Jesus, Bielsa with that team. He's, Bielsa's been linked with the Uruguay job, hasn't he? Hey, I'll tell you what, and here is something that is just a weird thing. Because whenever Bielsa does anything, it's all over Leeds Twitter. He's in Montevideo all the time. Mm. (laughs) I'm guessing he basically has a house there and spends half a year there. Because every time there's a, oh, this guy met Marcelo Bielsa in Montevideo, it's always in Montevideo. (laughs) Uh, All of a sudden, I'd go from, uh, yeah, oh, Suarez retires and forget Bielsa. All of a sudden, I'd be buying a Uruguay shirt. (laughs) <laughs> um, the the one thing I will say from that Netherlands game, that double save that Matt uh, that Matt Turner makes when it's two oh, one yeah. is quality. Also, the other thing, Hadji Wright couldn't do that again if you gave him a million goes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can no. you remember? It's ages ago when you know the season that Newcastle got promoted back to the Premier League as champions. Some, a ball got drilled in and Modi Arme did that away at Brighton. But I think he did it on purpose. But he like just flicked it and it went about 50 feet in the air and dipped under crossbar. <laughs> uh, but it's like the closest I've seen to it ever since. Right, uh, so today, um, we've, got fra- we've already done his predictions on Twitter, but we'll talk about them a little bit now. France v Poland, do you hold out any hope for Poland whatsoever? No, uh, much like in. No, I won't make that joke. That would be very tasteless. Yeah, don't say much like in. But were you going to say something about the late thirties there? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. They. I think it's the again the the, the daft thing of this uh, this World Cup that you just look at you look at how good France were and again, and again I know they rested players but. Could have gone through with nine points if they'd have wanted to, and then just nope, lose yeah. to Tunisia. It's fine. No one did. Although I must admit that um, that team that they put out against Tunisia that was a particularly weird 
rotated side. Camavinga at left back. Yeah, that's the weird thing. They didn't just like rotate the side. People were just playing all over the place. Like, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just getting it up now to see if there's any I remember. I, that's the one I remember is Camavinga at left back. I but, like, didn't Gwen Doozy play on the wing? Uh, yeah, were he like right winger or something like that? Yeah, him and but, him and Coleman were on the wings. It's a it's a very odd side. I understand that Luca Hernandez ended up with the injury, so now Theo Hernandez is their starting left back, and they've not got another one. But you've taken that many centre backs, just play three at the back. Yeah, or just stick someone who's at least a wide player. I mean, hell, if it's Camavinga or Gwendouzi, put Gwendouzi there. <laughs> that makes slightly more sense. Uh, yeah, that was a weird one, but I don't think that'll affect out. I mean, I've just looked down at the sheet and I've got 3-0, KC's got 2-0 and Alex, you've got 4-1. And I, I would be surprised if Poland get within a goal. Well, so, so far in this tournament, Poland have drawn 0 0, won 1 uh, 1 2 0, and lost 2 0. So, yeah. I just, they're I either going to lose 2 0 or they're going to draw 0 0. Right. And it'll be a terrible game if it's a 0 0. Yeah. And then on to this evening, the most, imp- the most important one for us, obviously, England v Senegal. Uh, I did say on the podcast that England will play Senegal in the last 16 in the preview and we'll go out. I am actually more confident than that now, having seen performances. But that's what I said at the time. Uh, there's a lot of rumours that Jordan Henderson's keeping his place, which seems weird to me. But also, there was a shitload of rumours before the Wales game and they were nearly all wrong. The the, the one that I've seen is that Bakaya Saka's coming back into the side, which means... Obviously, either Rashford or Foden is dropping out. I, I think we pretty much go back to the lineup for the first two games. I do as well, but I, but I do think he'll drop Sterling for probably Foden. Rashford had a real. If Rashford starts, that's absolutely fine. Obviously, he played really well against Wales. It's just that I think Saka comes in, and the way they're currently playing, I think both Rashford and Saka are better on the right. Mm. In the way they're currently playing, so I th- I think that it'll be Foden that comes in. It should be. Uh, to, to be honest, I I would see it more as I, I think Sterling stays in because Sterling is another one of the very trusted players. No matter how he's playing, I think he gets in that team. Um, I I would probably drop Mason Mount for Phil Foden. And have Sackerphone and, and Sterling. Well, and then, and then just have Rice and, Rice and Bellingham yeah. in with. Yeah, that, it's a weird one. It, it'd be ideal, but I just. After his performance against, um, against Wales, I don't think he can drop Rashford. Like, it, it would be such a shame for someone to come on and come into a side, play that well. And then instantly, now you dropped and Sterling's back in. Ah, yeah, but it's only Wales. Yeah, it is one of them weird ones. Like, Rashford has earned the right to start this game. If he starts, I'll have absolutely no problem with it. But I just don't think he will. Um, Do you think that he'll stick? So, do we all think that he sticks with a back four for now? 
back four, and I think it's Kyle Walker over Trippier. I think um, it's Trippier. I think it's Trippier over Walker. But you know, if if we're ahead, so let's say it's a really it's, today goes well and we're two 0 up after an hour. I think he then switches to a five with Walker at right centre back in preparation for what will probably be a game against France. In preparation for what will most likely be Kyle Walker having to deal with Kylian Mbappe. Yeah, like I because <laughs> I have I have very little doubt that if we get through and if France get through, I think for that game he'll go to the five. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking again. I'll look down at our predictions for this one. I'm pretty sure that we all had a fairly comfortable. Wow, we're, oh, we're definitely conceding because we've all got clean sheets. <laughs> uh, uh, Alex, me, and you have both got two nil, and Casey's got three nil. Um, the Senegal side. Uh, obviously, we talked a bit about them earlier. Mendy in goal isn't Mendy from a couple of years ago. He seems no. he seems off. Obviously, Koulibaly is a really good centre back. The fullbacks have looked; they're not big names, but I haven't seen anything in the games that make, make me think that they were particularly target to go after. The midfield looks good. Is Milisar playing? He looks better playing on the left, where he doesn't normally get to play because Mane's there. That and Dai from Sheffield United looks really good. Are they a little bit like for an actual out and out striker? There's that bar, isn't there? The he, he plays in La Liga, I think it is. He he's all right. He's not he's not set the world on fire, but he he's a decent player. He's good at holding the ball up, but he's gonna struggle against. I reckon he'll struggle against Stones and Maguire. One aerially, too. I don't think he'll uh, be able to to just hold the ball up for the wingers as well. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying uh, coming up coming off the bench in previous games. They've had a He'll be getting on a bit... Well, he won't even be that old. He just feels like it. But that Famaro Giorgio that was at uh, Bristol City for ages. Mm. He might be... He might be their best bet for this. Just because he's used to playing against the type of centre-backs that England have. Like, yeah. It's not not the actual these actual players, but that sort of player. Uh, and he's quite good with his back-to-goal. He's good at holding ball up, so... I wonder if I'll start him in this one. I I can't see it. I can see them sticking probably with what what they've gone through in the in the group stage. And it, yeah. if something's worked for them to get get out of the group and and pip Ecuador to that second place, I reckon that he'll probably just stick with them and give them a chance to play against England in the World Cup. Yeah. Um, do you think there's any other? Selection surprises that we might see, either of you? It, it might be the game that Mendy actually starts because that Mendy's been coming off the bench for him. Uh, I think just to, just a bit just to be clear, Nampali's not Edward. Yeah, yeah. Off <laughs> <almost>. <laughs> yeah, um well like he comes in and they play a more solid central midfield. Like yeah, play assist. Play Sis, Gay, and Mendy, and be a bit more. Well, I was thinking more of Jessica and Gay and Mendy, and and just play two holding the same way that we're gonna we would play if we were playing with an attacking midfielder. 
Maybe. I think if they do that, though, I think that they might play Sis as well and play all three. Mm. And just be... Play one of them further forward. Probably... It'd probably be uh, Idrissa Gay that they played further forward. And just give him... And he'll just run around snapping into people. This is where Declan Rice ends up with a big injury. <laughs> it's all right, though. We've got Calvin. Yeah. Yeah, but he's made a paper. It's just, it's just his shoulder <laughs> and his calf. Um, Fine. Yeah, be a... The 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 last one I should <laughs> that I should mention. I've had a quick look through. Knees. Uh, we haven't had many. Uh, we've only had like I think it's like. I'm resisting the. We've had two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think me and KC have had two, and Alex has had three correct scores. But the actual scores for points at the minute, KC has forty-seven. I have fifty. Alex has fifty-nine. Is where we currently are. For the predictions, um, we will tweet our predictions for tomorrow's last sixteen games, uh, just before the game. But because we're just coming up to an hour, we will briefly talk about them now. And because Japan are in them, and they're now our second team. So three o'clock, Japan, Croatia tomorrow. Um, we don't need to do predictions yet, but. I mean, we'll all be cheering on Japan, I'm pretty sure, but do you, th- do you think that they've got a pretty good chance of doing it? Yep. I, th- I think so. I think they look a lot more dynamic than that Croatia team at the moment. Um, you see, I, I think Croatia have just started to pick up a bit going forward. Perisic is looking better. And like, Kramaric is looking a lot better as well. I think that they might just... I think that they're improving. I, I think that this one... Might be the first one that goes to extra time. I see this going the same route as the other Japan games. I've got a feeling Croatia will go 1 0 up and then second half subs, two quick goals, and then just hold on. Yeah. God, if that, if that exact thing happened again, that would really be somewhere. <laughs> I never actually mentioned the, uh, the, the incident with Spain with the ball. It's obviously now been proven that it didn't go out of play, but everyone was made to sit there going, here, look at this one angle. It doesn't actually show if the ball went out of play or not. I completely blame the TV companies on this one. They kept saying they're not giving us the angle, they're not giving us the angle. And all the, the entire time that they were saying they're not giving us the angle, I was looking at Twitter and looking at the angle. So it it, it did already exist, I know, because mm. I was looking at it. So... It- it wasn't quite in the same vein as that Ecuador goal against Qatar, where for what? Here, look at this offside. There is, is we offside are gonna, we're going to give you no context as to where the ball is, when it's been struck, or what's actually happened at any point. Just look at this picture. Also, we're going to edit all the other players that are around this picture out of the way to the two that we believe were involved. Yeah, it was a weird one. I mean, that was another one where once you saw it 16 hours later when someone had done it properly on Twitter, you're like, oh, no, it's offside. That's great. You had no way of knowing. It cuts to the studio just going, I don't know. (laughs) No one's told us. (laughs) It was a great debut for the offside graphics, though, as that would have just, here, this is offside. You're going, what? Yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) It's going to go well, this uh, tournament. So yeah, we'll 
Um, I, I would like Japan to get through. Next one that day is Brazil and South Korea. I think South Korea will put up a good fight, but I can't see him. I can't see him managing it. No, no, you're right. I, th- I think Brazil win this fairly comfortably. I, I want to say they do, but Son coming up against a non right back playing centre half because it's been Ed Militao that's been that's taken Danilo's place. So unless Danilo's back fit, I can't see them starting Dani Alves. Son will probably get a bit of joy on on that left hand side, but. Yeah, defensively, they, they won't be able to keep up with Brazil. Now, I, I think they'll struggle. I think they'll just struggle to get out of their own half all game. So, even though they've got, they have got enough on the attack that them, they, they, they have got enough in them to score a goal. I just don't think that they'll, I think Brazil will score at least two, and I don't see South Korea nicking any more than one. Um, As there is only two more, we may as well briefly, because we're not going to do a pod before then. Uh, Morocco and Spain. Based on what you've seen in this tournament, you wouldn't be that shocked. I, st- I think I think Spain will win, but you wouldn't be that shocked. Nah, Morocco. Are you, are you going Morocco? Yeah, because I had Spain to flop, so this is their flop game. Okay. <laughs> uh, if they get put out what I would like... say is, I think that would count as a flop for Spain getting knocked out in the last sixteen by Morocco. If they get put out by a Ferran Torres own goal, it would be uh, it would be appreciated. <laughs> I could see this being the game that goes to penalties. Hmm. I think that the one the, the one the next, the final last sixteen game is the one that goes to penalties. Uh, Portugal Switzerland. Switzerland will set up to defend in this. I think it's nil nil after one hundred and twenty minutes. Is my current thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking. Morocco only conceded one goal in that group. They were a good side, Morocco. Yeah. <laughs> from what, from I mean, I didn't see him in qualifying, but based on what I've seen in the tournament, they were a good side. And you know, if they are winning one 0 they'll just send Hannibal on it, and he'll just go and snap people for fun. Yeah, uh, I mean, you don't get you don't get a name like that for nothing. No, you lob a ball at someone's head while they're laid on the floor. I mean, I still think it was funny that he was named after that his his last name was uh, after the Irish Leeds right back who who never quite broke through Alan Mabry, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, that's the thing because I have heard loads of t- TV commentators doing it. Is it Medbury? Because I've always assumed it was Mabry. I've heard Mabry more than that, but but I've heard I... a few say it. When when he's played for our un, like under twenty ones and stuff, it has been Mabry. Or that's yeah. how it's been pronounced until he probably gets called up to the senior side and they make him, you know, pronounce his own name. It will probably be Mabry. <laughs> yeah, anyway, he's a poor man's Zidanic now. Um right, we'll uh, we'll call it there because we're coming up to our mark. We'll treat out as actual final score predictions for tomorrow's game tomorrow, etc. Um but so we're all relatively confident going into tonight's game. Right up until the point we uh misplaced two passes and then <laughs> South get out it. again. I'm bricking it. <laughs> right. Um well obviously we will end the podcast there and then we will sort out arrangements for going to the pub and watch it. So uh I've been Jack, see you. I'm in KC, have a good one. In a bit, guys.